You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 95. Today, we're talking about an important part of marketing, selling, and growing your business that is really often overlooked, and it's called the customer journey, and it can make or break your marketing. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back and thanks for tuning in. I've got to ask you, have you taken the time to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode? If not, it is so easy to do. Go to your podcast app of choice, like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it, Google Play, Stitcher, you know, any of those. Or you can go directly to my website at ProfitWithoutWorry.com and you can opt in for the five steps to Profit Without Worry and then you'll get notifications every week. I also want to give a shout out to Leanne Bennett. She jumped into iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. I get really confused. I always want to call it iTunes, and I know Apple wants to switch to Apple Podcasts. But anyway, Leanne jumped in there and left a five-star review saying, what a valuable podcast. Thank you for this valuable information. Leanne, be sure to send me an email, michelle at michellelevans.com, and I'll give you access to the One Sentence Marketing Hook mini course for free. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to jump in there and do that. And if you haven't taken the time to leave a review, I love your support. Ratings, reviews, and subscribers really help the podcast platforms know that people find the show valuable, which means that they make it easier for other people to find the show. So if you haven't already, would you just take a minute to jump in and leave a rating or review? Thank you so much. Well, I don't know about you, but my kids go back to school next week. I know other parts of the world and their country are on different schedules, but here in the Seattle area, we're going back to school next week. And I've got mixed feelings about it. We have had such a great summer playing, exploring. We even went on a family road trip and survived. <laughs> They've uh, My kids have gotten to do 10 weeks of summer camps, trying out all sorts of things like drama, woodworking, remote control cars and boats, adventure camp, horseback riding, swimming, kayaking, baseball, softball, soccer, and so much more. Oh, to be a kid again. But it's so much fun to see my kids get out there and really enjoy life by pursuing fun things that they're interested in. And it reminds me too that success doesn't come just from working away all day, every day. Success really, for me at least, comes by having a chance to play and enjoy life in addition to doing great work. I haven't always done that. In fact, for a long time, I was an absolute workaholic. There is no no doubt about that. But the more I get out and play, the more I find inspiration and fun in my work and I'm able to bring more energy and more excitement and more ideas and more um, insights. I don't know, just a lot more to my work. And I don't know if you found the same as well. I'd love to hear from you. 
All right, let's dive into today's show. So today we're talking about an important part of marketing, an important part of selling, and an important part of growing a business that is really often overlooked, and it's called the customer journey. If you've never heard that term before, you're not alone. It's not something that a lot of people talk about because honestly, consultants and really big businesses have made this whole thing seem overwhelming, convoluted, and really difficult. So a lot of people ignore it or they kind of cram it into the whole marketing funnel, just like umbrella. So what is a customer journey? Well, I always think of it like a roadmap, a roadmap that marks how each person became aware of your business, all the different interactions they have with you, and then everything that happens after they decide to buy from you. So the customer journey is actually pretty all-inclusive, but we're not going to get like that detailed today. Today, I just want to take you back to the beginning. And there are a lot of uh, topics to cover in the customer journey, and really, Um, This is kind of the backbone of what marketing funnels are built on. If you don't understand your customer journey, you can't build an effective marketing funnel. But But instead of making this like really complicated and overwhelming, I want to break this down using the roadmap analogy. Because if you, you know, Google customer journey, you're going to find a lot of people calling it a roadmap. And because... I planned a road trip for our family in July to Yellowstone and back, and we took our kids and we survived. (laughs) We survived 10 days on the road. So, you know, I know a thing or two about planning a road trip. And when you want to go on a road trip, what's the first thing you do? It's probably decide where you want to go, right? I know for me, that's what we did is my husband and I were debating, do we want to go to the coast? Do we want to go kind of east of the mountains where it's a lot warmer. Like, what do we want to do? And for us, we decided we wanted to go to Yellowstone. We had never taken the kids there. My husband had never been there. And I was like, you know, this would be a great time to go. We can do some hiking. We can, you know, just do all sorts of fun stuff. And for our trip, of course, we knew that we wanted to visit Yellowstone once my husband and I agreed on it. But we didn't just want to drive just there and straight back. We wanted to take a slower and more scenic route so that we could enjoy the journey along the way. For us, you know, we took a look at a few different ways that we could get to Yellowstone from Seattle. And we ended up deciding on a really long way there and a much quicker way back. So we went down uh, from the Seattle area down south to Mount St. Helens and Mount St. Helens is a great area. It's, I don't know, three, three and a half hours south of Seattle, kind of depending on traffic. And, um, you know, the it's a mountain that exploded in, the 19, in 1980, in May of 1980. It had an eruption and they have just the coolest visitor center. They have an observatory. Um, it's changed a lot since the last time I was there, probably 10, 12 years ago. And you can see where the mountain's growing back. Like, it's just a really cool place to go. And so we went there. We did a little bit of hiking around there. And then we went down into northern Oregon. And, you know, there's some great hikes in northern Oregon. We went on, let's see, the Bridal Veil hike, which is a super quick one, but really fun. We went on the... um, Now I'm completely forgetting the really famous one right there. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of them along the Columbia River there. And then we went into Idaho to visit some friends. And then we went on to West Yellowstone where we just had a blast. 
And it was a really long way to get there. But we had so much fun and so many stops and so much just new things to see along the way that we enjoyed it a lot. And coming back, we decided to go through Montana and then into Idaho and then just straight home to Seattle. It was a fast drive home. And along the routes, um, you know, I found a bunch of things for us to do and places to stay. And we had, you know, we had agreed that we would drive no more than eight hours a day. Some days it was only like, you know, five or six hours so that we'd have lots of time for doing things along the way. I wanted a road trip that was a fun journey and that got us to where we wanted to go. And I'm not saying that that's the right way to plan it, but sometimes it makes much more sense to just, you know, get in and drive the fastest route to your destination. But for us, we wanted something that was, again, as much about the journey as it was about getting to the final destination. And I tell you that story because I want you to just keep that in your head because the customer journey is pretty much the same idea. Your customers, your clients, your audience, your buyers, they have a pain, they have a goal, they have a desire, and they want to solve that pain. So for uh, if you use this analogy, my pain is I want to get to Yellowstone in a fun way. Now, some people may not say that's not really a pain, that's like a goal, but my pain is I don't know how to get there. Like, I don't know what the right way to go is. And the pain for your audience is, again, just like the starting point for your road trip. Their desire is the destination, the experience that they want to have along the way. And your job is to figure out, number one, what that starting point is. What is that pain? What are they trying to do? What is it that they want? Then you want to map out an engaging experience that not only shows your buyers the fastest way to get to their destination, but also gives them some of those opportunities to enjoy the journey along the way. Because some people want to get there fast and some people want to take, you know, the the scenic route, I guess is what you'd call it. And before we dive into the specifics of a customer journey, I want you to just remember, when done right, a customer journey can be really fun and really valuable for your audience while setting you up as the person, as the expert, as the company that they want to buy from because you're helping them discover, you know, things along the journey. But it only happens when you plan it in a way that isn't just about rushing as fast as possible to the sale. I'm not saying that we don't want to, you know, give people buying opportunities. We certainly do. But if you're just, you know, pushing that sale immediately, you're kind of taking the joy away from the journey, right? You're taking the exploration, the discovery, all that kind of stuff away. And so I just want you to keep in mind, like some people want to take the scenic route and some people want to take the fastest route. And so you just have to kind of think through, all right, how can I offer a little of both? And it's worth the effort. So You know, I was looking up some stats on these, and a lot of these stats are from big companies, but in 2017, CMO.com, which is an Adobe company, found that companies that truly focus on the customer journey, they enjoy massive, huge benefits. So they found that, for example, there's a 54% higher return on any marketing investment. So anything that you do, if you do Facebook ads or Google ads or you know, you 
I don't know, update your website or you are guest blogging or guest podcasting, any marketing investment that you make in your business, if you have a good customer journey, you'll see a 54% higher return on that investment. Hello, that's huge. That's huge. You'll also see a 24% uh, a more positive social media mention. So what a great way to get free word of mouth for advertising, right? Because people love it when they feel like, you know, they're not just being pushed to the final destination, but they're being, you know, kind of this journey's unfolding ahead of them. There's also a three and a half time greater revenue from referrals when you have a good customer journey. And hello, referrals are amazing. That's huge. Simply by understanding the customer journey. So your audience feels like you really do understand them and you really are the person that they want to send their friends, their family, their peers to, right? But the biggest one is this. Adobe found 18 times faster average sales cycle, meaning once a customer journey is thought out and created, your audience is going to buy 18 times faster than before. That is a massive game changer for any business, any business, right? Who doesn't want an 18 times faster sales cycle? I mean, hello, I have my hand raised for that. I'm sure you do too. So I'll link to the article in today's show notes if you want to read the full article and you can find that at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash 95. So with that, let's talk about how to create a customer journey that converts your audience into fans and buyers. So step one is really the perspective. A lot of times when we sit down to create an email series, a blog post, a podcast, a video, you know, whatever, uh, for our audience, we're coming at it from our own expert perspective from, you know, I've read all the books, I've gone to all the training I've, you know, I don't know, I follow all the stuff, but here's the trick to creating a customer journey that actually hooks and engages your customers in a way that they find super valuable. You've got to see it from their perspective. You have to like take off your expert hat and put on their, I just don't even understand what's going on here hat. That's why I always ask my clients and my students, what is the pain that your audience is trying to solve? And how do they describe it? That question helps us get into our audience's head. In my business, I've got two perspectives that I think about. So for marketing funnels, the pain is that a business owner is not making enough sales. And there are usually a few reasons why, right? They might not have a system. They might have the wrong message. They might not know their audience or they might not have an offer that's working. But the bottom line is I'm not making enough sales often enough. For Facebook ads, um, business owners, you know, they have an offer that sells and they have a system, a marketing funnel in the background that works. And now they're ready to have a steady stream of new people in their business. So they need to, you know, get in front of more people. Knowing where my audience is starting from, from their point of view, is super, super important because it lets me map out a journey that's beneficial to them from their perspective. So it's like I'm walking along with them and showing them how, you know, what I have to offer could help them. In your business, I want you to really ask yourself, what is the problem that your audience has from their perspective? That means I want you to find exactly how they describe it using their words, not using your expert words. 
What words do they use? What problems do they Google? And if you don't know, this is the number one thing to figure out. This will be a game changer for your business, for your marketing, and for connecting with your audience. All right, step number two is you wanna understand their journey. Just like I outlined our journey to and from Yellowstone, where we took the long way there and the fast way back, you need to understand your customer journey too. You can break it down into four basic steps. So one, they probably start out with a question or a problem that they're asking maybe in a Facebook group or, you know, on, I don't know, wherever they are, or maybe they're Googling a question for a resource, like a blog post or something. Two, then they might start reading and gathering information from you and from other people. Three, then they start exploring options and saying, hmm, what does this person have? What does that person have? And then four, they make a decision. This is what I want to, uh, you know, buy or do or whatever. What most business owners do in their marketing and messaging is they want to skip those first two steps. They, you know, you've got to know the question and you've got to create great resources to answer those questions. If you don't have those first two steps and you just try to jump straight into, hey, you know, here's, here are the resources that I, ha or here's the options that I have to solve your problem. It's not going to work because they really do need to go on that journey. That's like me being in Seattle and saying, I want to be in Yellowstone and somebody, you know, is already in Yellowstone and saying, well, just drive right here. Well, I need to know how to get there. Right. And I need to understand how long it's going to take. Same thing, and, and this is, you know, the, the stages of customer awareness is, is the kind of fancy way to talk about this, but really it's like if you try to skip over those first two steps, your audience is still stuck back in Seattle saying, all right, you know, here's option one to get there, here's option two, like I don't even understand, you know, that you're telling me this, I want to understand, you know... <laughs> what, what's along the way, or, you know, just, I want to start gathering some information. I want to know, you know, is it doable to go to Yellowstone with kids? Like, these are the questions that I'm asking. And so when you just tell me you have these two options to get here, I'm not ready to make that choice yet. And that's a really simple analogy, you know, for our businesses, it's probably a little more complicated, but I just want you to remember if you just start throwing out options to people of, Hey, you could stay here. You could stay here. And they're still thinking, but I don't even know what day I'll arrive. I don't know what road I'm coming in at. Do I want to be in Northern Yellowstone, Southern Yellowstone, Western Yellowstone? Like where am I staying? You know, your options are not, are going to go right over their head because they're not even ready for it yet. That's why you can't skip the steps. You've got to meet them where they are and go on that journey with them. And then step number three, include proof in your journey. Look, people are skeptical. You're skeptical. I'm skeptical. I mean, I was just looking at school supplies on Amazon and reading reviews about freaking textbook covers before I made a decision. And these textbook covers, it's not even that they were expensive. I just didn't want to buy some junk that wouldn't work. And when I was planning our trip to Yellowstone, you'd better believe I read all the reviews for each of the hotel options that we had as we stayed along the way. I wanted good hotels. I wanted pools. I wanted free breakfast. I wanted, um, you know, a, a microwave and a fridge in the room. Like I wanted different things and I wanted to see what other people said and I wanted a fair deal. 
And I'm probably, I'm sure that you probably do the same too. I mean, we've all been bamboozled at some point buying something online. So just keep in mind that, you know, the people who are going through your customer journey, who are going through your marketing stuff, they're skeptical. They're just as skeptical as you are when you're looking at other stuff online of what you claim and that part of your customer journey needs to include proving that you can deliver what you say you can deliver. That means that you have testimonials or screenshots or examples or really strong stories or case studies or whatever, but you need to prove that um, you can deliver what you say you're going to deliver. The same as, you know, when you and I are looking on Amazon at reviews, on, you know, Expedia or Hotels.com for reviews, like, you know, we're trying to make sure, am I really getting something that's legit here or have other people been burned and I just need to look for something else? Same thing applies to you and to me. So the next time you sit down to create a marketing funnel, to create a Facebook ad, to create an email or even an email series, a blog post, a podcast, a video, or really any other piece of marketing, I want you to ask yourself these three questions. One, where's my audience in their customer journey? What's the pain they're trying to solve? Two, am I approaching this from my audience's perspective or from my own perspective? And three, am I including proof and examples to increase my audience's buy-in and to prove to them that I can deliver? So there you have it. Customer journeys, they don't have to be complicated. I mean, we certainly can make them complicated, but they don't have to be. You've just got to keep your eyes on where your audience is at, where they're starting at, and where they want to go, and then help them find the right journey to take them there. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. What ahas did you uncover? Hit me up on social media or email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. All right, as you were listening to this, did you think of anyone else that you know who could use these insights about creating profit without worry in their business by using the customer journey. If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode 95. And your friend can listen right there on their computer. And don't forget to download your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. You can get that at today's show notes or profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. I hope that you have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. See you then.